Hello and a very warm, albeit belated welcome back to High Club. It's been a while since the last episode was released, mainly due to the fact I've been really busy in the studio with lots of artists since the corona measures were relaxed. But I wanted to take today, really, without any guests, to talk to you one-on-one about a topic that's been in my mind recently. I posted an Instagram story and it got quite a lot of reaction. And I thought it would be a really good topic to, to cleanse the palette of this podcast series. And it is this. What does it mean as a songwriter to be successful or to fail? The world would have you believe, I think, that success is a definable, measurable concept upon which you can look and say, this means my song has been successful or this means my song has failed. But actually, I think, I've been doing a bit of thinking about this, success really is a movable concept. I think defined mainly by what you expect. Success and failure are really based on expectation. What are you thinking when you put something out into the world and how do you hope it will be received? How responsible are you for the outcome of your work? We're in a music business, right? It's not just me anymore sitting in my bedroom recording and writing and and hoping one person hears it. I am right at the beginning of a larger chain and I liken this really to, to making a car. I think as songwriters, we're right at the beginning of the production process. We decide what shape the car will look. We decide where the doors go, what the steering wheel looks like, where the radio sits in the car. And once the car is completed, we present the car to the people higher up, to the marketing people, to to the bosses. And depending on whether or not they like what we've created, it then becomes a sellable product. Now, we write, as songwriters, a lot of, of, of songs every year, and I would say this is probably true for virtually everyone in the industry. Most of these songs do not end up seeing the light of day, and that is kind of completely normal. There are only a certain amount of artists, a certain amount of song spaces, a certain amount of singles in, a, in an artist's average release plan every year, and there are lots of people writing. So it's completely normal for most things you create never to be released. But when there is agreement about what you've done and your team likes it and the artist team likes it and you have really enjoyed the process, usually that means it will be considered for release. When the light goes green, it moves up the table, moves up to having a release plan around it. Now I can say as a songwriter, how do I feel when I'm creating, right? Like what is within my control right here, right now, if I'm in a room with the songwriter and an an artist, for instance, like what can I do? I have to make sure especially if I'm with an artist, that I'm helping this artist achieve what they want to achieve, right? Like I'm helping convey the right emotion. How do my melodies, how do the artist's melodies interact with that emotion, with the lyric? How complicated do we need to make it? Like how accessible do we need to make it? Like there are so many factors in creating a song. There's no exact science. I think anything creative is, is clearly not a science. So you can't say X plus Y equals Z. You just can't say that. So there are a lot of variables already inherent in the actual first creation of of any art, of any work. But the main thing we can say is, in a session, in a room, are we all excited about this? Does this all move us together? And once a yes is achieved, then we can say, okay, we've done something that at least pleases us, that at least makes us feel something. And if it makes us feel something, hopefully people higher up in this food chain of the music business will also feel the same. 
Sometimes that is the case. Sometimes that isn't. But at least we feel that about about the product, essentially, that we're creating. Then, if a song does get scheduled for a release, the question is then, when is it released? How is it released? What label? Which radio stations are going to take it? Which Spotify playlists are going to take it? Which video is it going to have? What treatment of the video? How is the TikTok promotion going to be coordinated? All of these things, as a songwriter, I have absolutely zero control over. Once in a very blue moon, an artist will come and say to me, hey, what do you think of this video idea? But apart from that, I really have no control. I literally have control over the cake I'm baking. That cake then gets put into the van and shipped off to the supermarket. And I have no control over whether anyone is going to enjoy the taste of that cake. But I know the ingredients that I've put into that cake, I find tasty. I have been lucky in my career to have songs that have done well and unlucky, if, if you want to put it that way, to have songs that haven't done as well. Now, I always say if a song has a big budget and is pushed and still does not react, then maybe you can say, OK, like the song just like wasn't the right song for, for the time or for, for the audience. But there is no way really of saying beforehand if a song is going to do well or, or it isn't. Now, you could maybe argue a song is sort of objectively, I suppose, bad, but you would hope that through all the filters that a song has to go through in the first place to even get to a release schedule, that sort of quote-unquote bad songs have been weeded out or songs that don't say enough or do the right things or tick the right boxes in, in a label's mind. You know, if I write a song for, for an artist who who's already has a track record at radio, a track record on streaming, then I have a certain expectation that I think sometimes needs to be fulfilled. And I will sit on release day and hopefully it'll get certain playlists and new music Fridays and Amazon covers and, and billboards and things. And then this is inevitable sort of slouch where virtually all records that you have out don't just climb and climb and climb and climb and climb and climb. The initial excitement often drops off. And it's at that point I found myself sitting on the sofa and thinking, oh no, this song is not doing well. And I start to panic. It's kind of a natural emotional response related to the effort you've put in to make a song, right? Like we don't sit there and, well, I don't sit there in a session and half-heartedly write something. I've written some things that I'm not super proud of and they haven't done that well and I've not been that surprised. But most of the things I'm writing these days I, that come out, I'm really proud of. To sort of sit there and, and eye up all the stats and, and the radio charts and everything and, and to start making really quick judgments about songs, it's kind of slightly dangerous, right? Because like I had one song that came out uh, middle of 2020. I learned this after the fact. No one thought this was going to be a big hit. So it was kind of just put out there. It got some playlist support at Spotify and things and a bit of initial radio in the territory it was first released. I kind of thought, I was saying to my team like, oh, it's not really doing that well. Anyway, three months later, it really starts to suddenly pick up and it picks up and it starts to hit radio charts. Then it starts to go gold. Then it starts to go platinum. Then it does 50 million streams. Then it does 100 million streams. And then it does half a billion streams. And it becomes one of the top 50 stream songs worldwide on Spotify. If someone had told me in the first week that this song was going to do anywhere near that, I just would not have believed them. I saw the first few weeks of kind of quiet and stillness as a sort of confirmation that that maybe my songwriting wasn't good enough or I didn't know what I was doing and really that's the wrong way to think about it right like like I'm a professional songwriter that's what I do for a living 
Now, it doesn't mean that everything I do is going to be successful, quote-unquote, or reach a certain expectation of an artist. Sometimes it'll fall in the middle. Sometimes it'll just do okay. And that's also fine. There are so many songs in the world that are released every day. Like, there's some stat I read, it was like millions or something of songs every week or something like that. It's an absurd amount are released. And to compete with the noise on the internet is like crazy to have anything stand out even by a major artist is a real big achievement like to just get through all those hurdles like if you really sit back and think about it is an amazing achievement when you're sitting and creating when you're being creative there is often an, a relatively long period from the creation to the point where it's released right and on the day you're sitting there like on a cold wednesday morning whatever in like January and you have an idea for a song and you get excited about it and you write it you're often talking about how you feel in that moment right on that day like affected by whatever is around you but like like how people talk you know in that moment like language moves really quickly culture moves really quickly like trends come and go you know like on TikTok things go viral then they fall off and no one ever hears from them again you know dances are created new phrases are created and you're dealing with all of that only in the present moment. You can't necessarily predict the future. Now, if your song, say, for instance, comes out a year later, culture and, and society may have changed. So your song may, like, not fit with what's happening. It may go against what's happening. Or it may really fit. You know, you might be really lucky on the other hand and, and have something that really speaks to the time without you really knowing it, you know? You just can't help that. The only thing you can do is really write what's on your heart, really be enthused. It doesn't even have to be a deep song, but it just has to be something that moves you, right? Because I guarantee if you try and write something from the top of your head and don't involve any heart in it at all, the likelihood is people will feel that as well. Like people can feel when you're genuine and when you're not. People can hear that through a song, I think. I believe anyway. This brings me onto my second point, not only about how we talk to ourselves about supposed success and failure, but also about how we talk about other people and their success and failure. I'm thinking of a colleague, friend of mine now. He had never had a big hit, but I knew he was talented. And he worked on a really, really big record last year. Um, I did some backing vocals on it. Now he's he's having a lot of success and he was always talented, but it took him a while to find his first hit. You have to find where your niche is, like, you know, like what you're good at, what you're good at writing, like what you're not good at. Like I, I'm not suddenly going to become a pro tennis star, right? Like, you know, I can play tennis, but I can't, play anywhere near to the standard of being a professional right so like you know my tennis playing is probably quite appalling actually so I wouldn't even consider it right and you have to sort of look at what, where your strengths are but we have to start sort of looking at, at writing and success and failure as a long-term model you have to measure yourself against something but there are going to be peaks and troughs in everyone's career you know you might be writing something today with some unknown artist who has just started out and in a year's time, that is going to be the biggest song that everyone hears in every shop, in, in every bowling alley and on every advert. You just don't know. But the main thing is to write what you believe and to stay focused on what you believe and make the right music. You just might be two years ahead of everyone else on styles. I started a project of this kind of like fast 80s music, kind of like the Boys of Summer Don Henley thing. And I did like a whole album of it. And I was, I was starting a band with a friend of mine. And uh, we, we, we both got, just got too busy to pursue it. And then literally a year later, Blinding Lights comes out with that exact style, you know. A lot of the times, music making is a lottery. You can't just put your finger on the trigger and fire off a hit, you know. It, it just doesn't work like that. 
You can do everything in your power to make sure what you've created is the best thing you can create for that person in that time frame and in that time period. And everything else is left in the hands of the marketing people, the hands of fate, the hands of culture, the hands and the ears of people who get to hear your song if you're lucky enough to, to reach an audience. To sum up, make sure you're inspired at the beginning of the production line to make sure the car comes looking shiny, has all the right features for the car and when it's presented to the board that they look at the car and say this is a car I want to drive and hopefully other people will want to drive it too. Thank you very much for listening. The next episode will be hopefully with a new guest and I shall be talking a lot less and uh, really listening to the expertise of some people who I value really highly. Thank you very much for listening and I hope this has been helpful to any budding songwriters or any people who are in the middle of their songwriting career at the moment. Signing off, this is Height on Height Club.